Welcome everybody to the RNR Catcast, a fan-based podcast focusing on Montana State athletes. We're two dudes named Ryan from the state of Washington talking about our dear Montana State. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back, Bobcat fans. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the RNR Catcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Foley. He's Ryan Thornburg. We are the Ryans of the RNR, the Montana State affiliate of the Big Sky Podcast Network. And we have a sweet sponsor in Gear Up Sports, a youth sports platform focused on solving uniform and apparel headache for coaches. If you're a youth or high school coach and need uniforms or RNR gear, check out gearupsportswithus.com and make sure you mention. The R&R. Thorning, we are here after the Cat Grizz. I know I'm a mad Cat fan right now. That's where I'm at. We're going to talk about the playoff brackets. We're going to talk about Cat Grizz. And I think we just got to vent. I know I'm going to. This is going to be therapy for me. I'm not sure where I am right now. We'll see once we start talking about it. I feel like I already kind of went through the angry stage during the game. I haven't felt very angry today. Mostly just felt sad and slash refocusing my efforts on the playoffs and being like optimistic and just kind of putting this in the past, but we'll see. Maybe you'll drag me down back in the mud and I'll get angry too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drag you into the deep waters of depression with me. Yeah. And right. uh, so I can have someone to drown with. There you go. Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, a little out uh, look for the show. We'll talk about the final FCS rankings. We'll probably talk about the FCS uh, football bracket. We're just going to riff on the Montana State-Montana game, uh, the 37-7 beatdown in Missoula. And then we'll preview the North Dakota State game, although we'll have more to talk about that next week when Coach Vegan comes out, and we'll probably do an in-depth dive uh, during that. But I have some preliminary thoughts on some matchup stuff and what to look for from um, North Dakota State. Are you presuming that the Bison are going to steamroll Drake? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess, the, you know, the... the <laughs> Plowing through that game, right? So, yeah. I think uh, South Dakota if, if State beat what? Drake like 70 to 7 earlier in the season or something, 73. So, I assume the Bison are going to win. But, you know, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk some playoffs here at some point. All right. Uh, but first, let's talk about what's in our Golden Coolies. What's in your Golden Coolie? Yeah, sucker. <laughs> what's in your Golden Coolie? Brought to you by Wilbur Ellis. See Shea Richter and company over in Fort Benton for all your farming and fertilizer needs in the Golden Triangle. I'm pretty much out of beer in the fridge, and I'm going to drink the sad beer that kind of kicked off the crap week that was last week. I got a rolling rock again. <laughs> my my <laughs> uncle contacted me, and he said his uh, trucking company, they ran out of Bozeman, used to uh, haul the rolling rock it, for Montana. So it's sad they don't even make it in the bottles anymore like i used to drink a lot of rolling rock bottles in college but they stopped making it in the green green bottles bottles. yeah now it's just cans uh, heineken and grolsch i have a uh mere pond pale ale because i needed feel good beer so there it is i don't even want to drink a beer man i've had kind of a bad night not bobcat football sports related just other things so I was kind of grumpy getting on this podcast. So I was like, I'll just take any beer to pick me up. So feeling better now, though. Now that we hit the record uh, button, it like brightened my mood. It, it recording like the worst better. podcast we're going to record all season. And somehow I'm happier than I was before we started recording it. 
Well, there was a little kick in the nuts again right when we were watching the Bobcat basketball uh, team just, lose on a miss. You're just trying to bring period. me down, man. It's just all you're trying to do right now. It happened to me all week. I said earlier, Joe Burrow gets hurt. We get uh, we get uh, smoked in the Cat Grizz. We lose that. And then I just lost my fantasy matchup by four-tenths of a point all within like four days. Holy cow. Did your pet's head fall off? Has there fallen off? <laughs> that's, that's 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 the final straw. What are we doing we here, man? Yeah, Bobcats lose at home to uh, Green Bay after Robert Ford single handedly comes back in re- regulation and sends it to overtime. We're down by one, and a beautiful—I f- think it was a feed. I'm not sure, but ha- how uh, Gorecki got the ball. He went up for a layup with like one second left on the clock. Wide open layup, too hard off the glass, bounced off the front of the rim, lost the game. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it's a layup, Mike man. Microcosm of how layup. I feel as a Bobcat fan right now. Yeah, <laughs> man. Not to spend too uh, much time on this, but what was, how? what did we finish three-point land in that game? Uh, Seven of 35, baby. It's, it's not going to win too many basketball games. At one point, it was three for 23. So, got hot at the end, Ryan. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I do have to reflect on what my sister said earlier this week. I go, Sarah, how are you feeling? She goes, oh, I feel bad, but it always feels good to be a Bobcat. I was like, there you go. I'll take that. I, get, I need that kind of energy here today. Yeah. At least we're not Grizz. <laughs> Man. All right. Well. We'll get into the FCS final rankings. Montana State took number five in in the nation. Idaho is number four. Uh, South Dakota, number three. Montana's up to number two. South Dakota State, number one. North Dakota State came in at number eight. Furman's number seven. I'm all over the place on here. I, apparently, I don't like to go in order. Anything else? Sac State went down from uh, eight to 15. They lost the Causeway Classic to UC Davis. And UC Davis makes a sneak into the top 25. At number 25. But does not make the playoffs. Nope. Two years in a row. Winning their final games. Playing good football in the end. Finishing 7-4. Missing the playoffs. Poor Aggies. They won the Causeway Classic last year as well. Maybe they lost last year. Maybe that's what cost cost them. They started like 0-4. And then won like 7 games or 6 games in a row. And then lost the Causeway Classic. And I think is what it was. Alright. So either way. Bummer for them. But some of those it's things, UC Davis, man. <laughs> some of those kinds of things, like UC Davis winning, uh, Furman losing. I mean, there's there's things that help the Bobcats get a seed. Because you and I, at least I had talked about on our instant reaction show, I thought the Bobcats played themselves out of a seed for sure. Yeah. So wrong. when we got the six seed, I was pretty pretty uh, surprised by that. And I think, but I think some other teams losing kind of kind of helped the Cats a little bit. But <laughs> I know I was sitting in church and then my phone was blowing up, and we were like. Oh my gosh, we got a six seed. You and Zach were like, wow. And then a couple minutes later, you're like, oh no, we're playing North Dakota State. Yep. I'm so deflated now. Yep. I feel like it's a little bit of a, a backhanded compliment from the committee giving us the six seed, but then giving us the bison. But it's a home game. Yeah. We've been we've been talking about playing the bison at home forever. Here's here's our chance. We're gonna have a chance to, you know, show that we can beat the bison at home and that we're still an elite team. Yeah, Montana State has a lot ahead of them. And what do you want? What do you want to do right now? 
You want to get into the stats or before we start riffing on the game? Uh, yeah, we'll do the stats first, but before we get into anything like that, uh, finishing up the new segment, I guess we could kind of where we are. No press conference today from Vegan, so no Foley and Fashion. Foley and Fisher Fashion Watch. There we go. I saw Fisher on the basketball game. He was sitting behind the, uh, the players bench, I believe. Nice. Guy's a fan. He gets to show up with his signs. Love it. We just get to watch on crappy ESPN Plus feeds. It would be awkward if it wasn't him, though, but yeah. I do believe it was. And Connor Moore, the uh, freshman left tackle? Is he tackle or guard? Yes. Tackle? He's tackle. Uh, you know, he's a finalist for the freshman All-American. I believe it would be FCS Stats. I'm not sure which organization is doing that, but he is a finalist for the freshman all, uh, of the year. So that's pretty exciting. There's some good news coming out of the season for the Cats. Do you like Gilman on the yeah. list as well? Yep, he's the other he's the other guy I noticed on Twitter today. I didn't see a lot. I didn't look at the list. I just happened to, you know, see the socials pumping out Connor Moore and Eli Gilman. There it is. All right, good for him. Connor Moore. I mean, when he bumped Rush Reimer from left tackle, I knew something was up. And we had heard all offseason how nasty and good, nasty in a good way he is. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like if he took that spot, that means he's further in development than they thought because that, I think that was kind of like the dream scenario for the staff. If he was good enough yeah. to take that spot, then you can move Reimer around and then, you really, then you're really cooking with gas. I thought he had some uh, learning bumps early on in the season, but he's progressed really nice. He's gotten a lot better. He's he's mean, he's big. He brings to that kind of the toughness, that kind of nasty streak that some of our, you know you love to see in an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. All right. All righty. Let's get into the stats from this garbage game in Missoula. Bobcats travel to the brawl of the whatever. Thanks, Clifton McDowell. 7 to 37. We, uh, you know, on the scoreboard there. <laughs> Let's go down. The first downs. Cats only mustered up 13 first downs. The Grizz had 22. Cats, one for 10 on third down. One for 10. And a lot of questionable play calling, I thought, on third downs. Grizz, 7-14, so 50%, so that's pretty good for the Grizz. Cats, 0-4 oh, on fourth down, so if you're keeping the score at home, that's 1-4-14 on combined third and fourth down conversions. You're not going to win very many football games doing that. 280 total yards of offense for the Bobcats, 430 for the Grizz, including 228 through the air on 19-25. There we go. Team is completing a high percentage against the Cats ever since uh, we started playing soft defense. Uh, 9.1 yards per pass, no interceptions, 202 rushing yards for the Grizz on 40 attempts for 5.1 yards per carry. So a pretty good day on the ground for the for the Grizz. And uh, rounded back to the Cats, just 67 yards passing on 4 of 16 passing, 4.2 yards per pass. And then the interception when Tommy was just trying to do much too late in the game, which it wouldn't have mattered anyway, but forcing a pass in there. 213 yards on the ground is the lone okay spot from this game on 35 attempts. If you'd have told me that we have, would have had 6.1 yards per carry on 35 attempts for 213 yards, I thought, okay, we would have had a maybe a chance to win this football game, but nope, didn't matter one iota. Six penalties for the Cats for 38 yards. Grizz had eight penalties for 75 yards. The Grizz were penalized more. And then the 34 minutes, almost 35 minutes of time possession for the Grizz to just 25 for the Cats. All right. Uh, let's see. I was a little bit lost there. Red zone. Montana State was one for two. U of M was six for six. There's a 
kicking the old cojones for you. Sacks, Montana State had four sacks, though, for uh, 15 yards. We were only sacked one for 14. Field goals over one. They were three for three for field goals. <laughs> My gosh. I'm just getting mad. Just thinking about that. Uh, You're already mad? Second half. Yeah, second <laughs> half field goal. Or for, going right into the half field goal. That was partially blocked. Oh. I saw a replay of it today on Twitter. I didn't notice at the time. I think somebody got a finger on it. Tommy Mullot was four for 13 with 67 yards. Didn't have any passing yards in the first half, by the way. Um, thank you, Taylor House, right? Oh, damn. He had, he had one touchdown, uh, one interception on a bad bad decision, and, but he was 10 for 108 on the ground. Uh, Sean Chambers was, was 0 for 3. Um, paging Sean Chambers to come into the game. Uh, Julius Davis was 14 for 114. Scott Trey Humphrey was 5 for 15. Danny Yu led us all with tackles, with 12 tackles, and he had two tackles for a loss. Askelson had nine with one tackle for a loss. Rylan Ort had 11 total with one sack. Let's see here. Seabass had seven total with one sack. Greeby had three total with one sack. Mitch Brott, Paul Brott, excuse me, had two totals with one sack, and Sticks Hall was uh, four punts for 157 with a 39.2 average. Seemed to be considerably down from the last couple games. And uh, let's see, Clifton McDowell had uh, 17. He was 17 for 22 with one touchdown for 200 yards and uh, 12 for 74 with another touchdown. And Eli Gilman was only 11 for 36, but he did have a touchdown. There are your stats. He had 36 yards? Yeah. Gosh, it seemed like he had more than that. He had 11. Yeah, he only had like three point some yards per kid. long of eight yards. Besides the 64-yard touchdown run by Osmo, they didn't have a lot of big explosive plays in their run game. Gilman had a long of eight, Childs along a six, Bergen along a seven, McDowell along a 20, but he probably had a whole bunch in that like 10 range. I yeah. guess probably not. Once. He was 12 for 69, so I don't know. Your worst nightmare, it was, third and seven. I mean, there's catching up. Yeah, they're big, they're big stat. And you look at the running the ball and they had 200 yards and 5.1 yards per carry, but they had that 64-yard touchdown run that kind of just, when the game was starting to wear down, that kind of pads it a little bit. Yeah, you look at the stats and it's like, how they score so many points? It's not like blowing you off, blowing the doors off or anything like that. The stats aren't. No, it's because Montana State went one for two in the red zone and they went six for six in the red zone. Yeah. We were able to move the ball between the 20s. We, we couldn't do crap when we got into the red zone. No, and I'm trying to find that right now. What what has been our red zone offense? Which the Big Sky Conference, I think, has always screwed up their red zone offense. I don't know what metric it is. I think they just go by who scored the most. Yeah, it's just they just have it. No, I don't know. I don't know how it's sorted. If you want to sort it by percentage, uh, Montana State's like sixth in terms of like scoring percentage in the red zone. Red zone defense, Bobcats are ninth. Actually, I wonder what we were last year. Let's sort that by percentage. We're, uh, actually, we're, yeah, we're ninth. I don't know what we were last year, but we're, you know, 87% of the time, opponent gets in the red zone, they score. And so uh, MSU is still number one in scoring offense, number number two in scoring defense. Yeah. I mean, 
37 points is the most we've given up all year. And, you know, that's, that's a lot, it's a lot of points, but it's for the, for the league that we've seen other teams score points in this league. Like that's not that many points compared to other, did you like that Northern Arizona, Eastern Washington finale? What did that end up being? What was the final Here. score in that? That was like 50 to 50 at some point or something crazy. <laughs> Maybe it was on the forties, but I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I can see the scoring defense being okay statistically for the cats, but it's just, nah, didn't trend well there at the end, I guess. Yeah, man. You know, there's winners and losers in this game and the losers is the coaching staff for Montana state. I'm just going to say it straight up. They did nothing. Absolutely nothing to win this game for Montana State. It was a piss poor performance by the coaching staff, namely Taylor House, right? See, I don't, I just don't know enough about what went wrong. I can't sit there and say, like, the players, like, they didn't tackle. Nobody could tackle. Yeah. I mean, okay. is that, that really that, Matt Garza's fault if nobody can maybe make a tackle? <laughs> maybe it's Coach uh, Vegan's fault for not practicing tackling. Who knows, right? Who knows? Like that's right. I don't. It's know. been an issue, though. It's been an issue hasn't been solved. So that's on yeah. the coaches. As that, well. that, that's true. That's true. Maybe we're just not as talented as we thought we were. We're Sean Chambers in this game. So yes, if we're gonna get to the offense, that is the one thing that, if that's a game plan, if that's house right or vegan, I don't know. Sean Chambers needs to play more football. He needs to, at the very least, use him the same way we've been using him for majority of the year. The big, the big one to me, and I, I think this is the one where I texted you and Zach, like this is the angriest I've been this entire year. Like I told you, I already kind of went to my anger phase. I think it was the fourth and two or fourth and three. We had like a first down run for like nine yards. Then we went backwards like two, two yards and it was like fourth and three. And then we threw a stupid fade. I think it was to Hunter Province. I don't even, is it Province? I'm not entirely sure how to say his name, but we threw another fade to him like towards the end zone. It's like bring in Sean Chambers and go up the middle. If you don't get three yards, then darn. But that is like a high, high, high percentage play. The thing that is irritating to me about the fades, they haven't worked at any point this year. No. So why do we keep trying them? This isn't the game to keep trying something that hasn't worked. And maybe it's not something you work on and hopefully it starts working. You're not practicing. This is a game you need to win. The Big Sky Championship was on the line. Forget the Grizz. This was a, a championship game and we didn't show up. And play calling like that. Is that Tommy House right? That's where I don't know whose call that is. Or that might that might have been oh. the same play too where uh Tommy dropped back and then decided to throw the pass. And I haven't rewatched the game and I didn't rewatch much of it, but there was one fourth down conversion I remember where Tommy dropped back and it looked like there was a huge hole up the middle. Where oh, he could have scrambled for four yards. Yeah. In his sleep, like he could go, he could have, he could have walked backwards for four yards. Yep, exactly. So, there's some we, stuff like is that that's not House Wright's fault if Tommy's not gonna run on an open lane on a fourth down? Is he committed to the pass? Man. No, it, it's it's not, but it's it's stupid. Like you said, we have two yards to get. John Chambers is the best at getting two yards in the whole damn conference. Run the damn ball. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but you know why we're fourth and three instead of like uh, third and one, or excuse me, third and three instead of third and one is because Alex Gubner is smoking a, our freaking center and just nailing, uh, blowing up the plays in the backfield. He's an elite talent, 
but it's almost like he knew what was going on. Yeah, I don't know. He uh, easily tossed aside Perkins a couple times. Oh, it was almost like he was ahead of the snap count. Yeah. I was like, how how does he get back in the field that fast? Yeah, Perkins like didn't even have his hands back up after snapping the ball before Gubner was already pushing past him. It's crazy. Some of that's because of this play clock. You're like, okay, they're going to run the play clock down to one or two. They're going to have to snap the ball. I'm going to jump this. Like, that's easy, dude. Yeah. Ah. I don't know. There's some great individual plays by the Grizz defensive defense for sure. But it's like, you still like, mm. like you do what you do. And if the Grizz stop it, then you tip your cap to them. Exactly. And that's, what's frustrating to me is, is these big games, the Grizz, Idaho, South Dakota state. It's like, we just don't do what we do against every other team. And I don't know. I don't know if it's a game plan where we don't get enough plays in like the play counts, not high enough to start kind of, getting further into that game plan, but it's like, it looks different from the start and it's just not cohesive. And we can't play from behind. Apparently we don't know what to do when we were playing from behind, get down two scores. It's over. Well, Montana state has so much to work on right now. Absolutely. So much to work on. They have so many decisions. If Montana state is wise right now, they shut off everything. Don't listen to us. Don't listen to anybody in the media. We're just going to be blowing all of our smoke out. They need to focus it on themselves and make some changes. Tackling number one. How do you how do you make sure that tackling gets addressed? How do we put more pressure on the quarterback? One of the main things I thought that we missed was the very first drive of the game. We got uh, the very first drive, the very first series, Thorny. We put Clifton McDowell third and seven on the very first series when they started. And you know what we did? We dropped eight and rushed four. You want to put a moment in the game where you seize momentum early on, you bring the house and put him on his ass. We did not do anything like that. We rushed four and dropped eight, and he completed a 14-yard pass to Aaron Fonts for a first down and quieted any hopes that Montana State was going to just put him on his butt the rest of the game. That's when you send the message, man. That's when you send it. We didn't do any of that crap right away, and that just fires me up. It, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, what if we send the house and they score an 80-yard touchdown Who pass? Who cares? Then you put the message that we're going to smoke no. you once in a while. Then you're on this podcast complaining that we were too aggressive. <laughs> no, I would. N- I will never complain that we're too aggressive. Yeah. We, I will we, never we, complain that we we're We got to get more aggressive. aggressive. We have to. Yes. Like, you are absolutely right. It's driving me crazy, this bend, but also break defense. <laughs> It's like it's like if you bend but don't break and you bow up in the twenties and you have good red zone defense, that's one thing. I don't like that defense. I hate that kind of defense. But it's better than giving up long touchdown drives time and time again that you don't make them punt the ball or settle for field goals. It's like there's like I said, the bend but mostly break also. It's frustrating. It's the same argument you made with the the offense right there. If they beat us when we were giving us the best, when we're giving them the best, then fine, you beat us. Tip your hat to the Grizzlies. But there's so many calls where you're like, man, what are we doing? Why aren't we sending something right here? Send the message. Take the momentum. Now's the time. Now's the place. Do it now. Coach Vegan said in his presser last week, we want to play on our toes, not on our heels. Well, guess what? I didn't see a lot of us playing on our toes. No, that was nothing but heels. And that was kind of both sides. Yeah. Well, it frustrates me, and I don't know where the fault lies with this, but it didn't seem like very many guys were fired up to be there. Yeah, that, that's on Coach Vegan. And a few guys tried to get fired up, and a few guys showed some passion, and no one else like responded to it. 
I remember Blake Stillwell getting all amped up after something. I'm like, there we go. But then no one like, uh, I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it. Was anyone like congratulating him or getting fired up too? Or is it just him like kind of running on his own off to the side? <laughs> I don't know. It just, it didn't seem like too many people were there with their hair and fire ready to lay it on the line for the Big Sky Championship game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, and people love to blame. We have seen coaches Coach for that Began. kind of stuff, but I, I, always, I don't know how much of that falls on coaches. Yeah. Some of, some of it's, you know, you just got to want it. And that's the the want to part. We've seen Coach Vegan in uh in the in the stuff that MSU puts out where he's like saying, you know, twist, twist the knife in him, or you know, play for the brother next to you, sacrifice, go hard as heck, you know, and he's he's just getting juiced, and you're like, Yeah, I love that. Didn't see any of that. No, you, you can hear about, you hear about it a lot how Vegan's definitely different in the locker room than he is. And the media, and you see that in the little snippets from the time to time. You don't get a glimpse into it much, but I think he's much more fiery than you think he is. But you don't, you don't know. I don't know what happened in this one. Yeah. Well, I just don't know. I, I didn't love either game plan, and then the execution of the game plans wasn't good either. So, <laughs> no. It's easy to say the game plan didn't work, but if you know Tommy's missing throws or he's thrown into tight coverage everywhere instead of if Tommy's making the wrong reads or if. Lo- offensive linemen are just missing their blocks and defenders aren't tackling anybody. Game plans aren't very good. If it can't be executed, even if the game plan stinks, some of the players didn't give him much of a chance. No, last week you said mixing the chilies was the best we've had all year. I think uh, Zach even mentioned that as well. We didn't do any of that. No, no mixing the chilies this camp. That's the most simple thing for me to understand as a guy who doesn't know a lot about football. Sean Chambers needs to touch the ball more. Period. I don't care how you do it. And I don't it's just like that's what's been working. And then we play these games and then we're just like, where's Sean? Where's Sean Chambers? Has anyone seen Sean Chambers? And drives me by anything different. Just do something different. Golly. So you are fired up. Look at you go. It's it's almost insanity. Like we all know that definition, right? Everybody says it. And it's just Hey, it wasn't working. Let's do something different. Put a new look out there. Call a different play. I do believe some of it's on Tommy Malott. You're right. On some of those fourth downs and third third downs, he could easily scramble. We could have used his legs a little bit more. However, the play call is the play call. Like you said a couple of weeks ago, man, you're like, you don't have to call that play call. If it's an RPL, you don't have to call the play call. Well, didn't they say Give Julius Davis? Didn't who they was say one after the guy the, that they couldn't stop? Didn't they say after the Idaho game that they were going to take some of the decisions out of Tommy's hands? Did I hear that somewhere, or is that just me misremembering something? No, I, I don't know. You you didn't say that. But here's the deal. I, I'm gonna, I'm just going to say this: we haven't been enthused with our defense for two years now. There was a time early on in this season where we're like, man, defense is looking better, and we were like, who thought about that? You go back and you look about who we were playing. You're like, okay, we looked stellar at Weaver State. Yeah, stellar against Weaver State. I thought then, it looked really good against South Dakota State, minus like one or yeah. two drives. But overall, like that gave me hope. Like this defense is like tough and physical. We were blitzing more. We had Drew Polidor. We had Ryland Ort making plays. Mm-hmm. It's like, there we go. Garza. Exactly. And you and I heard all offseason how the players are responding well to Garza's scheme. And like, and that was kind of showing up in the first few games. Like, all right, here we go. And then uh, something's just happened. Like, they're not terrible. 
I don't want to say the defense is terrible. Like we're we're not anywhere near where we were, like in those uh, late later ash years or anything like that. We're not going to be like we're still probably like the top four defense in the Big Sky, but and that, and that's fine, I guess. But the off the offense is you know the defense. Let's just put it this way: the defense hasn't won a game for us this year. That's that's a complete change. The, the, the defense has had to win football games for Montana State since Jeff Cho came. Now it's all the offense. Now we're so reliant on the offense that the, the defense, you know, they're not capable of winning a football game for us, I feel. Like, I feel like if it's coming down the line and, it, and it's going to be the other team's got the ball with two minutes left and the defense has to make a stop, I'm not sure I have a lot of faith that we're going to. So what are you going to do? What would you want to see Montana State do differently? You got you just gonna be more aggressive. Exactly. The, the just sending four guys and sitting back in like a soft coverage or a coverage man combination. Like I don't know, it's just not working. I'm I'm just tired of all these seven minute touchdown drives against the defense. Yeah. And you're never gonna Don't force you're never gonna force a turnover if you're just sitting there waiting for the play to come to you. The Montana State does these wide splits with their defense to like uh, do like stunts and whatnot. Montana countered that by sp- splitting out third offensive linemen wide as well which leaves huge gaps as you would probably imagine in your head we didn't we didn't do anything with those say that and send a delayed rylan Wirt. yep Delay, i love delayed blitzes man i'm a huge fan yep. of delayed blitzes yep send danny <laughs> you send something make them look make them think like i said if we get beat because we're too aggressive then we got beat the thing that stood out to me on the defense too is the interior is not making any plays. Valdez and Schmidt, which I thought were one of the best duos in the league, they've largely been pretty quiet the last half of the season. Taking on double teams a lot, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's just you still got to have. So if they're doing the double teams, then you got to send somebody. You got to send a blitz. They're freeing up a. They're freeing up somebody to come in. But if you're not sending anybody, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, I just what good is eating up a tackling. double team if you're not going to have any guys around around to take advantage of that? I don't know. Grab their freaking leg and hold on. Just Clifton McDowell is just like pushing us off each other. How many how many missed tackles do we have on that first drive? I don't know. Ah, all right. So yes, uh, either Coach Vegan needs to make some sort of adjustment with the defense and say, "Hey, Coach Garza." This is what we need. Here's the deal, though, Thorny. I'm not going to call for anybody's job, but if Montana State comes out and their only adjustment at North Dakota State, let's assume North Dakota State wins, is to play harder and be more gap sound, that ain't it, brother. Something's got to happen in the offseason that's going to change because that ain't it. Yeah, I don't know. A lot. I think a lot of some fire and some effort would go a long ways. Ah. <sighs> It's not going to solve it, man. It's not going to solve We're talking it. more but I scheme. Wanna, I want to see him play harder and with more fire, more passion. Why not in the Cagriz game when the conference championship's on the line? That's Where the million-dollar question. That's the million-dollar question. Nobody looked Nobody looked like they were uh, – the, I mean, this is a, kind of a cliche, but one team wanted it and one team didn't. And we, we didn't look like we wanted it. How? I mean, as a player, how is that not – Register even if your coach is, let's say the coach is the most vanilla coach, the Rob Ash of all Rob Ashes. You're playing in the freaking Cat Grizz with the conference championship on the line. 
You don't need an adult to tell you to get fired up for this scene. No. I don't understand. I mean, maybe the moment was just too big, man. It's a big stadium. It was rocking. Cat Grizz. Too big? The, the moment too big, yeah. Pressure, man. It, You're a freaking it, Division One football player. Are you? You're like stars of the freaking town. Get up for it, oh, man. Oh, come on, man. Come on. No. Don't don't tell me to come on. You no haven't one, played bro. in a single sport in that kind of environment your entire life. <laughs> no, and I never will. It's easy to but sit there and get say that, that it's not going to affect you. I didn't say that they weren't Grizzlies getting Grizzlies could. I didn't say they didn't get up for it. I'm saying that they were intimidated. <laughs> like it's, a bit, it's a lot of pressure, man. Why do you think, yeah, why do you play, think lose, Washington Grizzly, why do you think people can't win in that stadium? Because the crowd. It's too loud. Yeah, and it's I don't think they get scared. I don't think they get scared. What are they going to do? It's not like a Roman like battlefield out there where they're going to kill you. It's just football, so man. Your, your, your argument is Washington Grizzly Stadium is so good because it's loud. It's louder than our stadium. Yeah. And they can't hear anything. There's the momentum factor. I don't think they get scared is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying they get scared. I'm saying that it can be intimidating. Intimidating, scared? So not- you don't believe in people like shrinking from the moment? You don't think that's a thing that happens in sports? Uh, yeah, sometimes, but a whole unit. That's, that's what's crazy about football, man. So once that happens, it's like a whole team. Like it's like a cancer that comes over the team. I've seen it, man. I've seen it. I've watched a lot of sports in my life. It happens in like, I mean, it happens in basketball. One guy misses a shot and then the whole team can't make a shot. You think that's just, that's just some sort of weird, uh, I don't know. I can't think of any words right now psychological thing uh, that happens to like multiple right. people in the same space. <laughs> so I want uh coach daily calling the calls for defense uh, going forward. That's, that's on me. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. And then I would like for, what do you mean? You want uh, him to call the defense or North Dakota state? Yeah. So coach daily called it in the, um, called, called them all in the playoffs last year. Coach Garza got his DUI. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. Mix it up, man. We got to do something different. That's not that's that's not the answer. We got to do something different. You said it. Be more aggressive. Send more looks. Attack, 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 attack. Yeah. No, I agree with you hundred percent. I don't. I don't agree with like demoting a coordinator. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for a playoff what? game, the biggest playoff game we've had. In, I mean, the, the, the big in terms of like. If you don't win this game, there's a lot of questions and a lot of heat coming your way. Yeah, there is. So it's an be important game because if you win this game and then you lose like the next game, like that's not great. But I think people being the Bison would kind of take some of the sting out of this loss. If we lose to the Grizz and then get rolled up at home by the Bison and ends our big winning streak at home, there's going to be a lot of pissed off Bobcat fans. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot to account for. Be Maybe a lot. we'll get some changes, yep. right? Oh, yeah. It could happen. That could happen. Yo. And I've been trying to keep that kind of discussion, the whole, what are we going to do in the off-season discussion? Because unlike some people on Bobcat Nation, I actually am enjoying that we still have some football left to play. <laughs> and yeah. still hopeful that we can win some playoff football games. What do you think the tact of Taylor House right about him just being like berating his players on the side of the line? Well, why are you asking me that question for? Well, because it's something people are talking about. What do you think about it? I don't know, man. It's football coaches yell at players. I, I, I'd have yeah. to see it to know if it's any worse than the other coaches yelling at players. 
Yeah. I just think it's kind of crap leadership, to be honest. I know. And I feel like you're just trying to pile on right now. and I'm not going to take the bait. (laughs) That's what I feel. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. House right has got to also figure something out on offense because changing the game plan, going away from what works, not playing chambers. Maybe he's too attached to Malat. Who knows, man, but something's something's, it's hard to art. It's like we're eight and three and we had two really close losses to two really good teams. And then we lose to the Grizz and all of a sudden like the whole house is crumbling. So it's hard to like, for me to go too far off the deep end off of this loss. Yeah. But it's the thing is it's, yeah, I, I get that. And I, I totally get that. And I don't think I would be as fired up as I am as if it wasn't that it just felt a lot like the Idaho game where we felt outmatched. Like we got punched early. I mentioned this last week. What are we going to do when we get punched early? Well, we did. We did not respond. No. That first Grizz drive was like pretty ominous. Pretty bad omen. Yeah. They just, we needed to punch. Yeah. It looked we big- missed two two things in that drive that would have made a huge difference. Like I said, number one, if we would have blitzed on that third and seven, that very first third and seven, and we just put McDowell on his butt. That sends a message that takes the momentum right there and there. Hey, you're playing the Bobcats. You better bring it because we're bringing it. We didn't. And they got a 14-yard first down. Just killer. I remember you texting me on that. You're like, oh, you know, Zach. Oh, mm-hmm. like, it's just like that moment you knew. You're like, that was a statement moment that we missed. Primed. It was we kind of. Attack. Yeah, to me, it was like, yeah, it was a statement opportunity like you're saying. But to me, it was just a signal that. Well, any hope that you had that the defense was going to come out and with any different scheme or more aggressiveness, it was dashed right there. It's like, nope, that's there. There we go. That's the same defense we've been seeing. There's a second moment. And this one was when they got down in the red zone and there was that fumble and the ball bounces that, back that, to that the grid. If that it goes to the it. cats, that would have changed the game. Yeah. For the moment. Who knows what happens after that? But I kind of feel like the Cats need a moment where they feel like they have the momentum. And then that could have been that thing where the projections were like, okay, we're going. We just needed that. So they needed something to hang their hat on. They didn't. So we got scored on. Go with three and out. Cool. Man, you you can't get a three and out right there. Cannot get a three and out right there. And then another kind of huge swing of momentum was we came out of the half. We actually score. We're like, all right, let's go. And then Brendan Hall kicks it to the one-yard line. Out of all the times, he doesn't put it through the back in the end zone. Kick it out of bounds, man. I don't care. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Bergen takes it 50 yards, and then three plays later, it scores on like a 20-yard touchdown. You're like, oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. They just answered our answer with, Exactly what they wanted to do. With the nice was, aggressive like play perfect. calling. Exactly. <laughs> they knew that they knew they needed to squash the momentum that we had. And they yep. went aggressive for it. They gave a lot of kudos to Hauk and staff after this tough start they had in the year where their offense was looking just awful. Just awful. Oh, like crap. if the if the cats play the Grizz in September anywhere, the cats win that game. They got things going. They figured things out. They got their personnel. They put their guys in a position to do what their guys can do well. Like McDowell is a, he's not a guy going to throw for 400 yards a game. He's not going to beat you with his arm, but he's going to move the chains. He's going to make plays. And they 
realized that and they've adjusted, they've all tweaked their game plans and they've gotten better and better. And I feel like we're still trying to figure out what, what kind of team do we want to be when we play a top five team? I know what time team we want to play when we play a team that we have way more talent than how do we want to match up against a top team? I feel like we are going to the same things that aren't working. I feel like we're not having our identity changes <laughs> and I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just a sad, it's a sad day. It was a sad day in general. Like it was a, the game was over relatively quick. There was moments where you thought maybe we, okay, well, if we do this, if we do that, but did you think we we're going to do any of the things? <laughs> What's with the proclivity of these games just being blowouts in the last couple of years? I don't know. I think there's just so emotional. And I think the stadiums and the home crowds play part of it. The players get there, the, op- the opposing team gets there, and the home team makes a, a punches you right in the mouth. And it's just like, it's, it's a steamroll. It's just a boulder rolling downhill at that point. Now, the worst thing is, is we just succumb to the number two seed to the Montana Grizzlies and they have a freaking cakewalk to the semifinals. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's you can't be mad at them. You'd be mad at us for losing that opportunity. I can be mad at them, Thorny. Don't tell me what I can feel or not feel. <laughs> Quit giving the Grizzlies so much freaking applause on this freaking web, on this podcast, man. I think it's stupid. To say, like, oh, the Grizz were rewarded with the case. Well, they should be. They beat our ass. They should be rewarded <laughs> with the easy path to Frisco. That's what the two seed's supposed to be. That's what the no, two they- seed is supposed to be, Foley. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. But before we even start recording, you're like, who have they played? They've had a soft schedule. Yeah, I said that they've had some softer games in general. They haven't played an elite defense. I'm curious to see what they're going to have. So here you are just trying to drag me back. You're trying to get me to say stuff, man. <laughs> You're too nice sometimes, man. Trying to get a little juice out of you once in a while. There's some stuff that should make you mad. I am mad. Like Taylor Housewright should make you mad right now. Yeah. Yeah. And what I say off the podcast and what I say on the podcast are different things. (sighs) All right, man. (laughs) I don't want this to be the outlet where I just turn into the game day thread on Bobcat Nation. I try and be a little bit of the voice of reason. Sometimes I think that's kind of the obligation of this podcast not to go too far off the deep end. At least my role sometimes. <laughs> oh, calling me the gotta, guy that's up and down. I got to rein you in sometimes. Jeez. <laughs> There's no wrong feeling to be feeling right now after this game, man. We got our butts kicked and it pisses me off. And I'm, that's two in a row that we've gotten smoked in, in Missoula and Tommy a lot had a worse statistical game than Matt McKay did last time, which is just blowing my mind. <laughs> the guy that the guy that got benched and quit the team had a better game than the guy that replaced him. That's just blah. <laughs> All right. So and now and now do you think it is do you think Coach Vingo will do something akin or will we make any changes going into North Dakota State? That's the thing I want to know. That's so Montana State has to have a circle the wagon type of moment. I said this back when uh, the Grizzlies got beat by NAU. I go, man, they're going to have to circle the wagons. And guess what they did? They did exactly that. And if we don't do something different, if we don't look internally and say, what did we do wrong? And I'm sure he's going to say that because 
He says that all every week. If you listen to his press conference, if you get past the fashion advice that I give you, Coach Vegan talks about being reflective and being this and that. He's like, and he says all the right things. But I haven't seen the improvement on the defense. In fact, our defense has gotten worse throughout mm-hmm. the season. The passing defense it has markedly gotten worse throughout the season. So why isn't that changing? Hmm. Are we actually reflecting on that? Are we self-scouting? Are we doing anything different? Why isn't our tackling starting to, de- why is it starting to get worse throughout the season? Is that a us thing? Is that a them thing? Is that an effort thing? Tom Stuber was on Bobcat Nation today saying tackling's kind of like getting rebounds. You just got to want it. Yeah. Is that, a, you know, and I was like, that kind of makes sense. So why is that not in our players? Yeah. So, Offense, you know, are we having some issues with personnel? Is there bad is there bad relationships right now? That's the thing. If there's cancer in this inside the Bobcat locker room, let's I'm not saying there is, but if there is, if there's coaches and players that are not getting along, coaches and coaches not getting along, you've got to figure that out. Squash that beef. Lay that, we got we only gotta, got one more guaranteed chance in this season. You gotta bury the hatchet. Put your differences aside and play for the blue and gold. Yeah, I agree 100% with that, man. We got to have guys who just don't want to go out like that. We have a smaller senior class, but you got to have those seniors rallying the troops like, hey, we're not going down like this, man. This isn't our last game. Okay, we're not going to go out without a fight. They got to be instilling that. We got to have Vegan chewing some people out, chewing some coaches out, chewing some players out. Like he's got to light a fire somehow. The, yeah, the, I think the team a lot of this fire him. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It could be. I'm not willing to agree or disagree with that statement right now, which is about as in, in, much of an indictment as I can give right now. Like, I can't just, dis- I can't argue that. I was at work today, and we always tend to say, in vegan, we trust. But today, I was like, I don't know, man. There's some of this that's on his shoulders. You are the leader of this program. Leadership reflects, or the players reflect leadership. I'm just still heated about this, obviously. So, yeah, I'm going to step back. I think uh, Montana State's at a pivotal moment right now. And like I said earlier, I think this could be one of the best things for us. I hope I mean, you're right, man. Take this, take this kick in the balls and make it rocket fuel for us. Just go forward, hair on fire. We have a big opportunity to wash it out of our mouth. We have the players. That's the thing. The talent is there. We have amazing talent use it in productive ways i like what you're saying man (laughs) there's there's some positivity in the end a little bit (laughs) how do you feel Uh, you feel any better you're still just angry where are you ah man i don't know it's been a week for me so it'll take it'll take me a while it'll take me a while you know and the cats lose if let's say this if cats lose uh, against north dakota state again i'm just gonna we assume it's North Dakota State. If cats come out and get smoked by North Dakota State, or if you and lose a close one, I think it's going to be good for the cats too, because that means changes have to come. Because this is just not it. Yep. You lose a first round or second round game, that's not Bobcat football. So, one way or the other, changes are coming, Thorny. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And we will uh, cross that bridge when we get there. But right now, I just want to root for some Bobcat football. Hopefully, more than one more time. Hopefully a few more times. All right. 
All right, no more talking about Cackers. I think that probably is a... Got Thanksgiving coming up. Feel free to text Ryan Foley if you want to continue talking. Yeah, go on Bobcat Nation, text Ryan. (laughs) Text me. We can argue. I'll give you a little bit more uncut thorny (laughs) offline a little bit, which isn't a whole lot different, but it's a little little hot take here sometimes. It it is. It is. (laughs) It can get a little spicy. Oh, during game day. Yeah. If we recorded, like, can you imagine if we were like doing like a live show during the game, it would be a disaster. You think, you think I'm any better than the guys on in the Bobcat Nation game day thread? I'm not. I just don't post on Bobcat Nation anymore. I just do it via text instead. But I usually calm down after a game. Uh, a lot better than I used to, man. Getting, I've gotten older as a sports fan mainly, and like you just learn to not let it rule your life so much. <laughs> oh, shut up, man. <laughs> You're so full of it. I, I'm not, man. I, You're so full I of it, I used to take man. it way worse. I'm not saying I take it great. I'm saying like me in my 20s, way worse after a loss. Like don't talk to me for two days pissed off <laughs> just a mess i've just learned All to right. like not control me quite as much as it used to i'm not saying i'm healthy about it anyway we're doing a podcast about sports how health, healthy i am am i with my relationship with sports <laughs> all right well hey what do you want to talk about next let's answer some golden coolie questions and probably skip most of the bracket or do we want to try and squeeze a some bracket talk in here do we even have golden cool questions anybody do anything about golden cool i got a questions? few on twitter well they're going to be kind of are things you, that we kind you, of covered are you ever going to call it x no does anybody call it x elon musk <laughs> and probably people who pay for twitter might call it x i don't know okay we I, uh, looks like somebody did Contribute to the Golden Coolies. It's on the first page. <laughs> Smith427 says, realistically, is anyone on the Cats coaching for their job in this postseason? <laughs> I mean, I didn't I didn't want to talk about stuff in the offseason necessarily, but that's kind of a – I like the way that's phrased. So I would say probably yes to that. Yeah. I would say yes. 100%, man. OCDC <laughs> on the line. Yep. I don't think Coach Vegan's on the line. He shouldn't be. Uh, he's been very successful. But uh, the fact that there's a have- fire vegan thread on Bobcat Nation is the most asinine thing I've seen on Bobcat Nation in one time. No. You want me to give a hot take? Calling for like Coach Vegan to be fired? That's ridiculous. And you should revoke your Bobcat fandom right there. <laughs> well, I see. I know where it's coming from, though. I know where it's coming from. Years of getting our butts whipped because of Rob Ash called it. Uh, just another game. It's not FTG. It's BTG. And I'm you and I are never FTG kind of guys. Like I don't think we've ever put anything out there that said FTG no. on Twitter or if you look at really like Cat or Common Cat. Or, yeah, I don't. I've never. I've never appreciated that. But I do like the intensity behind that statement and the sure. the all of that. And so I, I people are still hurt i'm still hurt from all those years of just getting our butts whipped see and not being competitive i think that's what it is i think it's just getting not being competitive in the game like this game if we lost this game and it was a one score game or field goal or something like that which doesn't seem to happen very often in college games 
or like we haven't been in a close one like that since South Dakota State, it feels like. Or Idaho. Yeah, I guess there's that. So you're one, saying the two losses we had before this were exactly what you're hoping for. And if you're going to lose, if we're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, okay, if we we're talked lose, about, let's be competitive. Yeah. We talked about that for years. And then now that we have lost a couple games against like top five, top 10 teams closely. Now we're still pissed. We're losing. It's like, <laughs> Hey, I have a question for you. And this is something that's been bugging me. Do you hold Mike Kramer in higher regard or Rob Ash in higher regard? Mike Kramer. Cause one is so much more successful on national scale and it's not even close, but everyone's going to hold Kramer in high regard because of Cat Grizz. So, I've never liked Rob Ash. Like never. I was yeah. never a huge fan. He won three straight big sky titles and went and like won two playoff games, which is more than Kramer ever sniffed. Yeah. I was never a huge fan of Rob yeah. Ash. Fair enough. I'm just saying, like, it's clear that how much ever much you want to deny it, people value Kakra's victories more than playoff victories. I and always it drives want me bunkers. My, I always want my football coaches to have fire. I love Jeff Choke for that. There's something about just being the mean guy on the block. I enjoy as a football. I mean, it's football, man. Fan. That's kind of what you fan. want from football. Football is a violent sport led by like violent, crazy people. <laughs> yeah. Is there a reason why I love WWE as a kid, WWF and all that stuff? You know, and that there's, there's something in that, that I think innate in most guys. And so when you play a violent sport and you get led by someone characterized kind of like a Rob Ash. And we all know what I mean by that. It just doesn't match in my brain. And so I get it. He was really successful. But I, you like me, will remember the losses more than all those victories. You, re, you like me remember getting your butts kicked on ESPN December 7th against Sam Houston State at night when we had Denarius McGee and everything was aligned right. And we weren't even competitive in that damn game. Let we me, actually got ESPN at Bobcat Stadium. Which was a way bigger deal back then. Yeah, exactly. Lights, trucked in, everything. Set. No, you know, we don't rise to that occasion. You're just like, yeah, that to me feels, that's the picture I feel of Rob Ash. Yeah, I mean, that's not totally wrong. But December 7th, I remember the freaking day, Thorny. <laughs> The thing that's like to me, if if Brent Vegan followed Rob Ash, we'd be throwing a party even after this. It's because we followed a guy who did nothing but beat the Grizz. So we got a little bit of a taste of that. And then Brent Vegan comes in and now he's one and two, even though he took us to the national championship game. He took us to the semifinals in his first two shots. And he's got us at the sixth seed in year three. There's a thread where people are talking about firing him yeah that's ridiculous <laughs> and and i'll be fair 99 percent of the people in that thread are also saying it's ridiculous but the fact that, that thread's going on as long as it is i mean there's a few people out there that are like entertaining the idea i, I find it i find it it's the craziest r- man r- ridiculous <laughs> it's a modern news cycle it's twitter <laughs> yeah all right a few questions on twitter speaking of which we started talking about like five minutes ago when you asked me about X. Uh, Steven Aloysius asks us, screens are a blitz beater. How many screenplays have the Cats run all year? And how do they not have several against a heavy blitzing team? I don't know. It's like, we're not a screen team. Some teams just don't run screens. 
And I don't have a good answer for why. I don't know enough about football. <laughs> but I don't feel like screens work really well against the Grizzlies. They're just so aggressive in their tackling. So I'm not sure. If against the Grizz, I prefer to run into the teeth of the Blitz. Yeah. Personally. That's kind of what we had most success with, yeah. actually. And it worked out all right. I think if you were to drop back for a screen pass, number one, I'm not confident we're going to catch it <laughs> at this point. Number two, you probably just get the wider two are blown up anyway. Yeah. Anything slow developing against the Grizzlies does not work. No. And, they, and they, they're ready for it too. I think now, uh, you know, we haven't faced, I don't feel like we faced a lot of just real blitz heavy teams besides the Grizz. I don't know. It's just, we are so efficient and just pushing teams around, even if they're blitzing or picking up blitzes that we just haven't had to run screens. We, we beat the blitzes in other ways. The other way to beat a blitz is to, uh, QB dropped the middle <laughs> and we're pretty good. Do we at- have a five yard pass in our repertoire in our route trees. I'm just wondering. So yeah, I'd be interested in that. Tight ends, which we stopped using. Does it, man, part of the problem is Derek Snell, Trayton Pickering being hurt. Tight ends are so important in the Montana state offense, not just blocking, but catching this year. Anyway, and instead, we're throwing uh, passes to a uh, fourth string, fifth string. Dead end. How many blitzes did the Cats run on Saturday? He says he saw one in quarter one that resulted in a sack. Do you remember the blitzing anymore? I mean, no, we just had, we had a big <laughs> rant about this already. Uh, I, I haven't rewatched the game. I don't plan on rewatching the game. There was not a lot of blitzing. But we just talked about, we need to do that more. Uh... Roger Fisher asks us fully as the offensive coordinator. Thorny's a defensive coordinator. What's the first change you make? You got the easy one. <laughs> I guess they're both kind of easy, at least in our in our viewpoints. Uh, I implore. I I give more touches to Julius Davis. I'm going to ride him as far as I can go. He's one guy that's been as the most consistent baller on offense. I start Chambers and just ride Chambers as much as I can, too. If I come out of North Dakota State, Tommy's on the bench. I'm going with Chambers until Chambers doesn't produce. Tommy Give Tommy some range. He's only yeah. playing when- I mean, I, I still like Tommy him a lot. I mean, uh, people <laughs> imagine there's a lot of listeners like, Boy, doesn't like Tommy. I actually do like Tommy. But we got to mix the chilies. And just to be honest with you, every time Chambers plays most of the most of the game, we win. So I'm pl- I'm playing Chambers. I'm doing more intermediate passes. I'm going to attack the middle of the field and uh, do more Julius Davis. I'm not sure Chambers has lost any game that he's started. Yeah, pretty damn good. Turns out. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't played against real big-time opponents, but he's won every game. Uh, defensive coordinator, personnel-wise, nothing I changed there. I mean, what I think everything's where it should be. Everybody's where they should be. I'm just being more aggressive, sending more blitzes. If I get burned, you get burned. But I'm tired of watching teams eat up six-minute drive, touchdown drives, seven-minute touchdown drives. So I'm blitzing. And I'm doing like more exotic blitzing and I'm sending delayed blitzing because I already said that I like delayed blitzing. So Thorny, you and I are not like educated defensive minds. No, we don't absolutely. see coverages and, you know, I can pick a coverage out once in a while. 
But when my eye sees the defense and I'm like, we look the same most of the time, that's probably not a good thing. Maybe I'm running like a 4-3, t- man. Maybe I'm switching to a 4-3. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> three linebackers. We got see. relatively quick linebackers, at least a couple of them. I don't know. Maybe I'm doing that instead. Should try and stop the just the death by a thousand paper cuts. Change the picture. You say that on offense, we could do it on defense as well. The Mikes asks us, is this the perfect storm where we get an extra home game just to watch the streak die at the hands of North Dakota State? <laughs> Don't be talking like that. Don't be talking like that. But unfortunately, the thoughts crossed all of our minds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I'm not going to answer it. I'm not gonna I think it. North Dakota State reminds me right now of a little bit of the good version of Weber State. Yeah. I was combing through their, I was combing through their scores yesterday. I was like, huh, they're actually not like a rush 300 yards type of game or type of team. They're doing you know, about 200, which is really good. But they're also passing for about 200. So they're kind of really balanced, like the Grizzlies in that case. But to me, they seem more physical, like Weber, like Weber State would be. I'm like, huh, these guys, when I was trying to find an analogy or kind of a parallel to them, I was like, well, probably like Weber, but with Munoz. Like Cam Miller, right? Yeah. He's capable. He hasn't had a great year. In fact, I, I do have a stat on him. He's only had, well, he's had 14 touchdowns. And about 700 some yards. So, no, oh, I'm reading, I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> Shocking. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk a lot more about them, but yeah, that would be a, the worst possible way to end the season. Have the home streak broken by a team like the Bison after getting blown out in Cactus. Either way, changes are coming. Worst offense or worst off season, excuse me, ever. <laughs> Real bad taste. The worst thing would be like everybody gets retained and we just do the same thing all over next year. <laughs> like, no, oh, we're just going to play harder again. We just got off our game. We'll just try. We'll try more. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, okay. in a way, like this is kind of funny though, Thorny. I was thinking about this today. Like, what was the criticism with the Grizzlies the last couple of years? Didn't have any good quarterback play. No, it wasn't just that. It was that they didn't make any adjustments. Like their offense wouldn't make an adjustment. Their defense was very it was what it was what it, what it was. Very blitz heavy, but on the back end they didn't do anything different. So teams were able to diagnose it and then attack it. And that's what Montana State did to us. To the Grizzlies last year. Montana State feels a little bit like we're not making adjustments right now. No, I, I could I could I could see that. Come out at halftime and maybe there's some uh, adjustments like a first nice scripted drive coming out of halftime or something. Seems like Idaho and Montana, we both came out and scored touchdown easily on the first drives of each of those halves. But then it didn't get a lot better, at least in the Cactus game. So yeah, adjustments. In-game adjustments seem to be kind of a problem for the staff. All right. Simple uh, thing like uh, not getting a... Uh, so that last um, 
we didn't talk about the field goal right before half. The folly that was. Oh, uh, for the Grizz, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, gosh. There's so many mental errors in this game, man. And 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 that's like, is that on the coaching? Like that's that's stupid stuff that players are jumping off sides, they're running to the kicker. It's like, what are we doing out there? Twice. Yeah. But those are those are hallmarks of you if you you know the phrase like they're a well coached team. We didn't look like a well coached team. If you want to just go back to that basic analogy, we didn't look like a well coached team. And maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe we're overanalyzing it. You can tell without knowing a lot of X's and O's when you just watch a football game if a team is like, quote, well coached. I'm not sure I've been seeing that. Good point. The other questions we have on Twitter are we have several others, but they're all exactly about why didn't Chambers play? So <laughs> we've already kind of covered that, I think. I don't have I don't have an answer on why he doesn't play other than it's a recurring theme against in, in these big time games. And I'd love to know, love to know why. Cause then vegan will come out and say like, yeah, I'm not sure why we didn't use them or the game plan was to use them more. Like, well, why didn't we use them more then, man? That's like, ugh. what? <laughs> okay. You learned your lesson at Idaho. Let's not do it again then. Right. Right. <laughs> I was really hoping for a press conference is today. Yeah. It's like, Oh, Man, I was disappointed that there wasn't one. But like this you said, dope. though, they need to just block it all out. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I can talk to somebody who's at the QBC tonight. I'd like some answers, man. He is doing QBC. <laughs> that's that's interesting that he's actually doing that. I don't know why. I just, I guess you would after a game, but it's like a bye week kind of. So I guess, I don't know. I don't know how it normally goes. We're not quarterback club members, obviously. Which I, I want to be, but I feel like it would just make this podcast kind of harder. Uh, About like what what to say, what not to say, information that you would have. Like it, it gives us authenticity as just average Joe fans, I feel. For quarterback club members, we're not. <laughs> I think people, people ask us questions all the time about like what's the vibe in like the locker room. Or people ask us questions like, dude, we're just two guys with like maybe like between the two of us, like two and a half okay sources <laughs> that aren't even that well connected anyway. I don't know. I don't feel like we don't have a lot of sources. We don't have anybody on the inside. We're not there. We're not even, we're not in Montana. We're not just two fans, man. And I, I think that works. I don't want to get too connected or too close. <laughs> hey, I'll take a quarterback uh, club membership. Yeah. Anybody want to fund that for me? Yeah, I would, I would love it. Put Foley in there. Don't. I'll ask the tough questions. <laughs> No, I mean, I've done a couple of the, they invite people for like uh, trials or whatever. So I've been to a couple remotely and it's like, it's pretty sweet. It is really. <laughs> Shout out to the quarterback club. If you got the means, please contact those guys and get involved. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would still consider it. I, I do every year. And uh, we've talked about maybe sharing a membership if that was ever possible. Yeah. <laughs> Could the r and just get one membership? Don't put that out there. It's probably <laughs> not kosher. <laughs> sharing a netflix password uh, i feel like we've crossed a little boundaries on this episode anyway so uh yeah. i don't know man i was i was pretty heated and i think i need i needed that because i today i was like who do i talk to about this just like oh i'm gonna talk to thorny about this tonight and so and then i wasn't yeah. as mad at you or as mad as you so sorry 
I kind of already came to that phase, man. That's the silver lining of getting your butt kicked. You kind of accept it before the game's over. See, I wanted you to come in into the dark waters with me tonight to just, you know, throw the crap around and wallow in it and and uh, play the victim role with me for a little bit. I entertained you. <laughs> no, you just made me more mad because you're sitting back there going, well, I don't know. You know I see what you're saying. And I was like, no, agree with me. Say you're right. Pile it on. Sorry. Now's the time, Thorny. I was trying to remember that Get next fired. time that you're on a rant. I'll just like, hell yeah, brother. Just let you, yeah, <laughs> let you go. Stroking your beard back there going, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. The Grizzlies are so good. Look at those guys. They're so good over there. That's, <laughs> that's what I was hearing you say. I didn't say point. any of that, but it's <laughs> I know, true. But that's what I'm hearing it's you true, say. <laughs> You're playing really well. I like giving opponents credit, man. I do. I know you do. Especially when I feel like they kicked our butts, like they whipped us. That wasn't a case yeah. of the Bobcats beat the Bobcats. I think the Grizz just smoked us. Even if we played better, the Grizz played really good game of football. Yeah. It's the total reverse of 2022, yeah. which was an amazing moment for us. I know. So, Grizz fans are now, just uncontrollably obnoxious on Twitter right now. I'm pretty much avoiding it. But we know that feeling, man. We were them last year, so it's a good feeling, and you want to you want to rub it in. You want to rub it in. Yeah, to have some uh, decency about it. But you know, we're all fans. Well, we're all diehard fans. You're gonna rub it the in. Cool thing, f- and cool thing for them is is it's like a phoenix rising from the ashes because everybody roasted those guys and put them dead to rights after the yeah, AU. That opponents. wasn't just cat fans, man. Chris fans have been hearing it all year, and they are all just salty af right now so i say that because montana state could be in that moment now this could be the catalyst that sends us on a trajectory of just greatness because we have the players we have the fan base we have everything in front of us to get it done you just gotta go do it damn that's what i like to hear we got a football game coming up in two weeks we got a football game coming up a home playoff game. Don't take those for granted. I know everyone's sad. I know everyone's mad. Don't take it for granted. Go show the seniors the support they deserve. Let's go. Let's go whip the Bison's butt, man. Let's do it. About time. Revenge, man. We have an opportunity for a big-time revenge game here. 2010, put it on the screen. Make those guys watch it. I remember that feeling. I know exactly where I was. Yeah. Do you? Do you remember where you were? No. I was watching on TV. I don't know where. <laughs> I was out of Bozeman at the time. I was with our friend Kyle Kinnick in Great Falls, watching it at the, some sort of bar on, oh gosh, I can't even remember that. Uh, it's, it's been so Is cool. it the halftime? Yeah, the halftime. I was eating a <laughs> plate of fries and just watching the comeback on the second half of that game. Just feeling just like, I can't believe I don't even want my fries it, anymore. You finished my fries. I don't want these fries anymore. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not hungry anymore. I remember, man. I remember. Yeah. You remember the losses. That's the thing, man. That's and that that's what defines Coach Ash for me. Unfortunately. He was he was a good coach, but I never loved the guy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But have a chance to erase all that. Let's set it up. We're going to talk about it next week. Coach Vegan is going to come on. He's going to give his press conference looking all dapper. He's going to be humble. He's going to tell us how they learned about 
all the stuff that they did wrong in the cat grizz and we're going to believe him and we're going to be rah, 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 go cat. And then, uh, we'll hope and wait with our fingers crossed that when it comes time on Saturday afternoon, let's go time. Only thing I wish, I wish it was a night game, man. Cause Bobcat stadium at night can't, can't lose. That's true. That'd be an epic atmosphere at night. Yeah. And it's still warm ish. <laughs> Grizzlies get the night game that that night against uh, whoever stupid team they get to play. But uh, yeah, yeah, they get the winner of I think it's Delaware and Lafayette. So all right, your eyes full art <laughs> can't lose. Let's do it, man. Let's go. Right. Let's run the table, man. Go back to Frisco. Let's do it. I want it so bad. So what happened last time we lost to the Grizzlies in Missoula. Let's go, baby. Wait, nobody thought nobody thought that that was going to turn out the way it did. See, look where I'm at now, man. Let's we got to end this episode because I'm all happy right Let's now. Let's do go, it. baby. All right. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for this crazy ride of an episode. That was a that was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> uh, thanks everyone for listening all year. We appreciate that. Thanks to Gear Up Sports and Wilbur Ellis for being our awesome sponsors. We appreciate them. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on X. RR Cat Cast. You can find us on Bobcat Nation. He is Common Cat. I am Celtic Cat. You can find us on the web, rrcatcast.com. You can always shoot us an email if that's your thing, rrcatcast at gmail.com. And fully, let's get out of here. Let's go, cats. Go, cats. Go, cats. Go cats.